0: Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast, The EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. Hosts Dr. Joe Salustio, Elizabeth Leiba, and producer Elvin Freitas bring you the brightest and most influential minds in higher education today. We explore innovations, ideas, and issues in higher education and beyond, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. Now let's get to it.
1: We all know continuing education and workforce development divisions, you know, the units that offer non-degree programming, need to play a central role in supporting institutional responsiveness and growth. But more often than not, leaders only focus on the outcomes that these divisions drive and rarely think about the infrastructure they need to drive those outcomes. The team at Destiny Solutions, in collaboration with The Evolution, developed a white paper to help explain the role IT systems can play in supporting growth. To download, visit evolutionwith3ls.com slash system and get the inside track on the importance of tailor-made tech. Again, that's evolutionwith3ls.com slash system.
2: This is the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business, bringing you the brightest and most influential minds in higher education and beyond, my name is Elizabeth Leiba, and joining me today, I have the amazing Holly Owens. Holly, how are you today? I'm great, Liz, and happy to be here with you. Me too. Thank goodness you saved me from Joe. I had a recording <laughs> with him earlier, and oh my gosh, the mentoring that happened during that. I mean, <laughs> I felt sorry for the guest. It spent the whole first 10 minutes just getting him to get his microphone together. It was like oh, so no. embarrassing. So awfully embarrassing. So. Be that as it it may, I'm so happy for you to be here today. And we have an amazing guest that I have been anxious to speak with. I've seen her, and I know you've networked with her on LinkedIn over the past year or so. She's flourished and grown and brings so much value to our conversation today. So, on the line, without further ado, we are welcoming Danette Edwards, founder of Corona Days Professional Development Group. Danette, how are you today? I'm well. Hey, Liz. Hi, Holly. How are you guys? Doing amazing. So happy for you to be joining us. And I want to jump right in because you have a phenomenal story. You have so many things that you've been doing over the past year or so. And I love your story. I actually did not know exactly everything about your story, what you've done with the Corona Days uh, Professional Development Group, everything about your background until it's really funny that, and this is kind of like a little side story, but I was driving because I go to campus, I I teach for um, Kaiser University. So I was going to campus and I was driving and I heard you on a clubhouse group. I had the, uh, I had my iPhone and I was just kind of listening to it as I was driving. And I literally heard your story, your origin story, I call it like superhero, like your origin story of how you came to be working and doing Corona days and some of the things you've been through. And I was literally crying as I was driving down Mm I-95. I was like, it's so inspirational. So I really wanna dig into that and have an opportunity to find out and have the listeners find out a lot more about what you're doing with Corona days and how that all came to be. So can you tell us, for those that might not know or maybe are not following you on LinkedIn or haven't heard you on Clubhouse, what is Corona days professional development group How did you come to start that uh, professional group and what what exactly does that involve and what are you doing with that group right now?
3: All right. Well, Corona Days, D-A-Z-E, Professional Development Group. We started out as a Facebook group. We are now a nonprofit. Um, Our 501c3 is pending. Uh, And I started the group because I had, recently returned from working in um, in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya. And then the pandemic hit, and uh, a number of people started to contact me and asked me to help them find jobs or prepare for uh, job interviews, resumes, and stuff like that. I used to, um, I've, since I was 19, I'm 47, and I, I wear my age proudly. I had been preparing people for job interviews, doing their resumes, cover letters, that kind of things. Uh, even if I had staff who I didn't have a place for them to go, but I saw something great in them, I would coach them into another position which often meant they left my organization. (laughs) Um, And so people contacted me, they asked for help. And I I am a giver, you know, I'm I'm a giver and a nurturer. I am the oldest child, so I'm used to taking care of my siblings. So um, that's something that I do. And so people started to contact me when we began a shelter in place. And I immediately jumped in to try to help them and started writing resumes and cover letters and helping them with interview prep. And it got to be too much. It was about 53 people. Uh, And so I just said, hey, if I start a Facebook group, will you guys come on over to the group and I can teach you better than me writing these things for you? They said yes. Uh, The sidebar to this is that personally, I was coming out of the, the lowest um, my lowest um, point in my entire life. I had been living in um, in Sub-Saharan Africa and Nairobi, Kenya for a little over three years. And, I, and while I was there, I had experienced a couple of traumatic experiences, life-threatening experiences, one being the demolition of my home, the next being um, a really bad car accident. And then following that was a terrorist attack. Um, across the street from my home, where 21 people had been killed. Um, And all of that happened between August 2018 and January 2019. So there were a bunch of things. So I was um, suffering from anxiety and PTSD and and depression, and I'm home, and now there's this pandemic. And um, I wasn't doing well, but people needed me. And so the fact that they needed me Helped me get out of my funk. I know that probably sounds crazy, but um, it gave me, it showed me that even though I I didn't like to go out of my house, because that's what was happening with my anxiety, that I didn't want to leave my home. And this is before COVID started. So it's not COVID related anxiety. Uh, The fact that I didn't want to be around people the way I used to be, but I could still help them even though I wasn't the Danette that I knew. Uh, and so I jumped in and I started to help people and I realized very quickly that I didn't know everything <laughs> uh, and I couldn't give uh, the people what, everything that they needed. And so I came out to LinkedIn and started to recruit people to help me and professionals of all levels just came on to our platform and said, yeah, I'll teach you guys. But not only did they come out to teach they it came out and gave free career development coaching, one-on-one, free resume writing services. Uh, it just grew and it ballooned. And I started the group officially on April 28th, 2020. Uh, today on Facebook, we have about 1,000 people. LinkedIn, maybe 300. And you know so the other social media platforms, we have another about 3,000. But the amazing thing about our group is that our members are getting jobs, they have gotten promotions, they have opened businesses, like it is an amazing community. I have been recognized because of the work that we do in the group, I was recognized in September by the Business Insider as one of the 23 most innovative career coaches on the globe.
2: <laughs> and oh my gosh, um, congratulations. That's yes, awesome. that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> that's amazing.
3: I always think that's so funny right like so cool because i'm not a coach i mean well i'm a career strategist but you know at the time i was like i'm not a coach i just connect people i call myself a master connector you know i was just connecting people the coaches the pros that i i, I met on linkedin they they do the heavy lifting in the group uh and then another link like i love linkedin i'm sure you guys do too right that's how Liz
4: uh, and I met. I absolutely love yes, LinkedIn. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's
3: changed my life. You know, yeah. it's it's aided in in my my uh, mental, personal, and professional development. You know, uh, because of the connections that I made on LinkedIn. Uh, but someone then, oh, and the reason why the Business Insider. Um, recognize me is because of you guys so you had nicole merrill on the show you remember oh, nicole yes she's amazing i,
2: I love mm-hmm. her i love her energy
3: yeah yes so. you guys had nicole merrill on the show and then um and then elvin he recognized her for powerful women wednesday and he said you should connect with Nicole and I said, "Okay, let me check it out." I I read her profile, and then she read mine, and she we started following each other. We never met; I mean, never had a virtual meeting. And she nominated me for the Business Insider Most Innovative Career Coach. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! That's women
2: empowering women. I love that. That is amazing.
3: Yes, all because of Elvin and you guys, right? Yes. Um, I mean, Elvin's been like a major in yes. the very beginning when I was reaching out to people and he's like, look, Jeanette, I don't do Facebook, but I want to help you in any way that I can. And he like immediately highlighted me for Powerful Women Wednesday. And then he, he tagged like everybody he mm-hmm. knew to tell them to connect with me. Many of the people who came into our group to present are because of Ed Elvin. So I love the Ed Up Experience podcast. Like you guys Aww. don't realize, but you really
4: poured into Corona Day's professional development group. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to take the accolade for joe i'll hand them over next time i talk to him
2: (laughs) it's it's amazing how we've all become this great supportive community and you're right in the very beginning i was like what is this danette doing she's doing a lot of big things and it's just amazing to see how you've blossomed and how all of that has turned into so many amazing things for you so i'm so proud of you and so happy that this has happened this is like so awesome i couldn't be prouder yeah
0: i i'm I'm hearing your story for the first
2: time
4: danette and i'm
2: just like
4: Sitting here like stunned, like I didn't in even all. Know. like i I'm on your Facebook group, so I always see you posting and I follow you very closely. But I'm hearing your story and I am like, oh my goodness gracious, this but look what you're doing. It's it's unbelievable. It's amazing.
3: Yeah, the work we're doing, it's like it's real deal. And it was just because I was doing something. First of all, I had been doing the resumes and stuff for people since I was 19 in undergrad and I just thought it was a gift that God gave me and I was supposed to help people. You know, I, I had never interviewed, well, let me just say this correctly. I interviewed very well. And so 2014 is the first time I interviewed for a job and was not offered the position or moved to the next level, right? Uh, and so because I interviewed very well, I was always able to coach people for interviews, but I didn't ever think that I could do it more than the people I knew. You know, like help people. Uh, and I just love what we're doing. We are helping people like really change the trajectory of their lives. I mean, many of our members are unemployed, but more are underemployed and have historically been underemployed and have a lot of education, you know? Uh, and so we're helping them to, to figure out that they can do other things. They don't have to do what they went to school for, there are other opportunities out there for them. And some of them are, um, they're becoming entrepreneurs like you guys, you know? Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Yeah, no,
4: I was going to say that's, yeah, I became an entrepreneur like about a year ago. I started my own business, but it's just that support. And especially in those marginalized communities, you're like, you, you get all this education. Like I'm doing my doctorate right now, but you see a lot of people who go at that far and then you have all this student loan debt and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I have, I have this terminal degree, but I can't find a job. Like I have a lot of friends who are faculty members with all this education, they've done all this research and they cannot find a job that's going to pay them well enough to stabilize their life. You know, they, the faculty are notoriously underpaid, especially for the, the education that they have, but you know, what you're doing is unbelievable. And, you know, people like you really changed the perspective, you know, of how things should be in the job market and, you know, what we, what we should be looking for. And I just, I love this. I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just absorbing everything you're saying.
3: Oh, thank you, Holly. And, you know, it's me, but I just tell everybody all I did was create the space, and I'm like the biggest cheerleader. I'm because right. I want everybody to win, you know. So I'm like the biggest cheerleader for everyone, and that's what I do. Like the pros come in, and they really, I mean, if I could have to quantify, we've had seventy-five uh, presenters since since June. Wow. Yeah, 75 presentations and or webinars since June. And if I had to tally all that up, I'd have to spend like, and and the coaching sessions, the free coaching sessions, the free resume writing, the free interview prep. If I tallied all of that up from the pros, I'd probably need between $300,000 and $400,000. Because, wow. yeah, <laughs> <yes. laughs> because the people who have come in the group they they command you know, to $2,500 to just talk to, you know, to sit and talk to a group for, for, for an hour presentation. And, you know, that's like 40 minutes of talk and 20 minutes of prep. It's, you know, and they're coming in for two hours with us multiple times. And then they're gifting our members with free counsel, free advice, free coaching and strategy sessions. So yeah, I wouldn't be able to afford it. And so it's not just me is what I'm saying It's the community of all of us. And then someone else on LinkedIn, contacted me and said, hey, don't you live in Baltimore? And I said, yeah. And they sent me this link to apply for a grant. Um, it's a, called an Elevation Award for social, for social entrepreneurs. And it provides you with funds for planning. And then it's, it's an accelerator program. Uh, and I applied for it and I got it. So I got my first funding is $10,000 grant. And it comes with technical support and
4: assistance. It's a- um, nice. That's amazing. Yes. Congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations, Carolyn. And that is amazing. That is yeah. awesome. I went to UMBC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Closer than we think. Oh my goodness. I'm in South Carolina right now. But anyways, I digress. I digress. I won't go. I won't. No, no, it's okay. It's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that happened. Phenomenal. And all of this is like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, and, and people, I think people underestimate the power of LinkedIn, all Absolutely. of us, like myself and Holly met on LinkedIn, I, I've been watching you flourish on LinkedIn, same thing with um, our producer, Elvin Freitas, with uh, the other co-host, my other co-host, um, an original founder of EdUp Experience, uh, also Dr. Joe Lucio. so there's so many amazing people that you would never have met in your professional life if not for LinkedIn. I want to talk a little bit, Danette, about the needs of those that are in the Corona Days professional in that group. Um, what are some of the, the things that when you're saying that people are coming in and they're giving of themselves and, and it's so amazing that people are being so generous with their time and their expertise, what are some of the things that most are needed when people come into your group? What are some of the expertise as far as... Um, Things that people most need? Is it like interview skills? Is it most like just trying to get career coaching so they can figure out can they pivot to a different career? What would you say, just and you have a unique perspective on the, I guess, with the pivot to everything that's happened with people trying to reskill, upskill, kind of just reimagine what their careers might look like? What are some of the main things that you're finding people are struggling with?
3: Uh, I think two, uh, clarity. Right, you know, I've been working this in this position or this field for 15 years, and now I have it's not gonna it's not viable for me anymore. What am I gonna do? So it's like clarity. so a lot of a lot of the work that many of the presenters have come in have been around uh, clarity how how to you know figure out what your purpose is. And I think that's just general. It's not you know, I think what's happening in our group is kinda what's going on in society. This pandemic came and it's definitely said to a lot of us like, look, the work I was doing wasn't fulfilling me, right? even if it was paying the bills, it wasn't fulfilling me. And this pandemic has showed a lot of people that life is short. Uh, And so they're looking for something to fulfill them. And many of our members, it's clarity. It's trying to figure out like, how do I move closer to my purpose? So it's, it's a lot of that. Uh, Yeah, there's resume writing and it's career prep. And, but just, but so much of that you need, you know? Uh, Then the other thing is just access and, that's what the community gives us. It is having access to people who have access to other people and resources, right? Which is what LinkedIn gives us if you really tap into LinkedIn. But within our community, we tap into one another. And so people are connecting with people they would have never connected with. They're forming partnerships, they're working together, they're doing all of these things. And so that is, but I think that's a need of most job seekers or uh, people looking at transition, like people keep saying, "Find your tribe." Everyone's looking for their tribe, um, and that so that's something in the group. But it is definitely access. Many of our members are from marginalized communities or they're BIPOC individuals, and they didn't, they may not have learned how to network. They probably didn't have access to um no matter what their experience what, what their um education is didn't necessarily have access to decision makers and people who could help you know like move the needle for them in their lives and so we're teaching people how to network to do that that's hot and heavy as well yeah i think it's those things
2: how is the tone of the Facebook group different from some of the interactions that are happening on LinkedIn? Because I always am curious about that in terms of, you know, is Facebook a little bit more of a communal where people are coming to LinkedIn more for like the, the structure and the business side of it? Or is it kind of like a crossover between people that are active on Facebook and also active on LinkedIn? Do you see like um, distinctions between who's active in the group in the Facebook group? Because that was like kind of the original, the precursor, and then who's kind of, been drawn to it as you've um, been more active on LinkedIn as well?
3: Mm -hmm. So initially, initially, like it was, you know, people who knew me uh, and they were all over the world. We are a global group. I forgot to say that our members are everywhere, uh, but primarily in the US. Uh, But I had to bring people off of LinkedIn to the group, you know, but and then I had to bring people off of Facebook into LinkedIn. And so we, we do a lot. Not as much now, but in the very beginning, probably the first three or four months, uh, we did a lot of teaching people how to navigate LinkedIn. You know, not just um, setting up your profile, but actually how to network, how to engage with people, how to uh, start to post your content. So that was so we we've done in answer to your question. It's been a lot of both. Like I always say to people from LinkedIn because they're a bunch of snooty people on LinkedIn who are like, I don't do Facebook. Uh, and t- uh, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, and if they are a job seeker, or and we and so. Um, Oh, well, God, I didn't even tell you our mission. Our mission is to, um, is that we work with BIPOC and marginalized individuals, and we want to increase representation of BIPOC and marginalized individuals in work, in the workspace, right? And and the workspace can be, um, it can be self-employment, or it can be W-2 employment. And we, 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 We work to increase their access by providing them with networking opportunities like key network equals network, you know, training and then mentorship and other resources. So that's our mission. But many people in the LinkedIn community, our community on LinkedIn that they don't go on Facebook, I always tell them they're missing out so much because Facebook is where the magic is happening in our community. You know, it's where people are getting to really experience one another. They're forging connections and, yeah, so supportive. We're not one of those catty Facebook groups.
1: The higher education marketplace is changing fast, and it can be challenging to stay up to date while ignoring the noise. The evolution is the only source of opinions and insights directly from college and university leaders on the bleeding edge of transformation. We have three L's in our name and they stand for lifelong learning, which is central to our vision for higher education's future. The Evolution is completely free to access and new articles and interviews are published daily. To subscribe to our weekly newsletter, visit evolutionwith3ls.com slash subscribe. Again, that's evolutionwith3ls.com slash subscribe.
4: Right. You post a lot of stuff that's very encouraging and like lots of great resources that people can just use right from the get-go. You know, it's just, I love, you know, I'm like always getting a notification about something being posted there and I go right to it because I want to read about it. And, um, I, I absolutely love what you're doing. And I want to, I, I want to know kind of some of the stories, you know, you told your story at the beginning of, you know, how you, you, all those those difficult challenging things that happen in your life but what are a couple stories that you can share with us of people you work with that have started out somewhere and now they're now they've they've been successful what are some of like your most memorable stories
3: oh within our group okay so mm -hmm. so we have I always I love the story so I tell her name Mildred Allen I can't tell I won't tell other names but Mildred Allen (laughs) she is uh, she was a job seeker, and she's the first job seeker that led a presentation in our group. So, you know, while she was actively looking for her work, she led a presentation in the group about a toxic work experience and how she um, she got through that toxic work experience. Ultimately, what saved her was being laid off. And she talked about, you know, her career development journey during COVID, and it was just she was so graceful in her presentation. But why I love the story is while she was presenting, someone called to offer her a job, right?
2: Wow. Oh my God, that is so awesome. Uh, that is
1: awesome.
3: You know, so I love that. And then we have like Luke Hill. He's he's a corporate recruiter, and he came, he was like, Oh, I'm about to um he was like in between positions and he's like but I want to support you you know not only is he, a, he was a corporate recruiter he was recruiting for he has a um an affinity for military recruitment you know opening doors in corporate america for military for veterans he is a a former marine he's a veteran uh and so he fi- he got his new job and he's like hey I'm ready to present and I was like you don't want to get settled in your job first you know like, <laughs> I just like Um, ready
4: to jump right in. Let (laughs) me share all this fun stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what your your community is about. Yes. Yeah. And so he came in
3: and he did um, teaching people how to interview virtually. And, you know, he did the presentation, he started the new job and we, we post wins every week, you know? So he started posting wins. He got this job for someone. He got this job from that one. Then he says he's developed, he's thinking about developing a program for veterans at a new job. I mean, he just started, he just started the job he pitched it to his boss. He becomes the director of veteran placement services for this corporate. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. That's so awesome. Um, And we have a whole
3: bunch others of like one who is my very best friend. She lives in Jamaica, Rhonda, and she had lost her job, but she was unemployed already pre-COVID. She has five children. And this is just like thinking about, she lives in the, on the island of Jamaica. Her and her husband um, moved to Jamaica um, some years ago. And she's like, oh my goodness, I'm 40, whatever. You know, we're the same age. She was 40, 46. And, you know, it's a pandemic. And now my kids are old enough for me to think about getting back into the world of work. And it's a pandemic. What am I going to do? Well, she got two jobs, right?
4: <laughs> and then, oh my gosh. It's like, yeah. it's like you're like job, occupation gold here (laughs) people talk to you and
2: then they're getting calls during presentations and then they're that's amazing yes unbelievable I wonder about the global perspective too go ahead I'm sorry I I have so many questions for you
3: yeah it's cool I'm sorry and then we have so that's we have a bunch of job seeker success stories but then our presenters have success stories so you know like um, one of our first presenters, Diana Royanotis, like I just saw her picture on LinkedIn and it said she was a tech person. I was like, hey, come talk to us. So she came and led a couple of presentations and she shared the first one with her boss. It turned into her um, getting a new assignment where she she started to do training for her organization, right? So she so now she has that additional role and she's building out like this training and development program within her organization. Then it gave her a lot of confidence and courage and she's working on voiceover work. Like it's just and she always says it's because I was a presenter. So we have other presenters who people saw their presentation and in book services with them, asked them to come do seminars and talk. So you know, like we're helping one another in the group, and it's not—it's not
4: transactional, if that makes any sense. Right. It's just helping people and helping for the sake of helping people and for the greater good and all that. And you—and it's like you are genuinely excited when somebody is successful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh
3: Liz, God. you wanted I- to know about international. What's your question? Yeah,
2: I just would—I guess from a global perspective because you've worked mm-hmm. internationally. I heard your story. Uh, that you told as far as I know that you were working and um, had all those uh, challenges when you were overseas but one thing that always I think fascinated me about you once I heard the story is just how resilient you've been and how you have such a global perspective and you talked about your friend being on the island of Jamaica tell us a little bit about like from a global perspective when you're looking at it from a bird's eye view what are some of the things that job hunters, job seekers, those that are thinking about pivoting in their career should be thinking about how can we, I guess, incorporate a perspective where we're kind of looking at job seeking more holistically? Because that looks like what you're doing. You're thinking about it just from the inside out, not just like, okay, write a resume, but as a whole person, how to be more fulfilled.
3: Uh, I think how we can begin to 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 move toward clarity and fulfillment is to just sit down, be quiet and reflect, right? Um, Whether you are currently unemployed or underemployed or working at what you thought was your ideal or dream job and just feeling unfulfilled, like just really sit down and reflect on what it is that you're doing what it is that ever brought you joy, right? Um, what it is, you know, what are the what coulda shoulders that you that you have in your life? Like, be really reflective about that is a first step to really um, thinking about your next step to make sure that your next step isn't a repeat of where you currently are, which many of us do, right? And so we talk about that in the group of the ways that we can identify our why. Many times we don't, we're not working in our why. So I think that is very important. Also very important is um, <clears throat> in terms of like the whole holistically thinking about our work, not only what is my why, but what do I want from it, right? You know, what, what is it that I want from my next experience? Like out of this pandemic, some people gained more confidence because they were putting such, they were put in situations where they had to do more or do things that were normally uncomfortable to them and they excelled. How can you now apply that to the work that you do next? Is it self-employment? Is it working differently? Many of us will never go back to work in the way that we, we went back. And I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about the, the, our mindset, um, surrounding work. So I think it really is a lot of, of inner inner work before even moving forward on the next pace. places. I hope that makes sense.
2: It makes sense. And I think it goes back to the idea, just to tie in the global perspective, in that in the US, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I've, I've lived here and I've lived in the UK, but I was very young and I have family on the island in Jamaica. And I feel as though who we are is so tied into and defined by what we do as opposed to I think in some other countries, it's more like who you are and then what you do is just what you do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just a different perspective. So do you, do you find that that's just something as a country that with the Corona days and and looking at how people have tried to adapt to this whole idea of the pandemic and what it's done to us in, in as far as looking at, like you said earlier, you know, life is short or looking at like family kind of re, restructuring your perspective and, and what you prioritize I almost feel like that's almost how other countries do it. We're doing it before Corona Day or before uh, Corona, uh, the coronavirus happened. As far as, like in the UK, I was comparing notes with somebody, um, another uh, networking uh, connection that I met on LinkedIn, and I was like, just from you know family I know that live in other countries, they take their vacation days. Like they don't allow themselves to be dominated by like, I'm not. And I just feel as though now that this so has So glad you're bringing this up, Liz. Yeah, I'm because really, the work-life balance, same <laughs> you know, that work-life balance, I, I almost feel as though that the idea of what Jeanette is saying is forming community. What do you really want? How are you fulfilled? I almost feel as though there's something that is so refreshing about that perspective and looking at people holistically, as opposed to Everyone just, it's like a rat race. It's like rush, 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 what am I gonna do? What's the next thing? And I think that people have slowed down to kind of think about, well, what do I want for myself? You know, as opposed to, you know, other countries, a lot of times they're like, take your vacation. Like I know I have family from the UK and it seems like they're on vacation more than they're at work. But I feel like <laughs> in, the, in America, we've always been so conditioned to just be so focused on the job, even if it's not really fulfilling us, or even if it's not what we want, we just are so driven. Is that kind of like what you are seen as far as like that holistic aspect of it for us here? Yeah, I think it
3: is, too. We're so driven. And then the other piece of it is we have to do it to survive, you know, yes. like, so it, unfortunately, our country has gone there, you know. Yes. You know where people have to work so hard to just make it not to even live a good life but just to make right. it right and out of the country you're right like people take their leave I remember I had a staff member tell me uh he was in Kenya he was taking a month off and I said no no you're not <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh my God. That is not Exciting. how it works, you know, Yay. and and wow.
3: why he's like I have the time. I said I know you have the time, but he was the head of IT. I said you <laughs> you'll never be able to take a month off straight. Yeah,
4: you gotta <laughs> stick, like, that stick that around. You gotta that is <laughs> funny. He got the most.
3: Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, I I do it every year. I said, not this year. I said, this year, you can take two weeks, come back and then you can
2: like, that is you do but it. The, but that's what happens in other countries. I, I was even telling one of my friends, we were talking about in in America, how we're so focused on being on time to meetings, always just rushing. And I was like, when you go to the islands, like you go to Jamaica, everyone's just moving on their own schedule on their yes. own time. It's just like, oh, when I get there, I get there. What about entrepreneurship? Because that's a big question. You, you mentioned that earlier about people finding their why. Mm-hmm. Are you finding a lot more people asking about resources in terms of entrepreneurship, how they can get funding for businesses, different ways of navigating that journey as an entrepreneur? Both Holly and I and Holly actually inspired me to, to step out on faith in terms of incorporating um, some entrepreneurial um, aspects into what I'm doing as an educator what are some of the things that people are asking you I'm so you glad you've done it and you it. I know. I know. And it took me, and it took me a while too cuz I really didn't have that confidence. And I think that's a part of it too kind of second guessing yourself and the imposter syndrome and the doubting. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the things that you're finding in your group as far as encouraging people to explore different options, maybe hey, corporate America or higher ed or nonprofit, whatever the um, sector that they're working in and, and rushing and ripping and running and not feeling fulfilled. Maybe entrepreneurship is another option. What are people asking you as far as that's concerned?
3: Uh, okay. So from the gate, our first present, our first presenter was Leander Howard, the second, and it was how to advance your career. And in that presentation, 23 year old just laid it down and said, you know, like one income is, is too close to none. Right. And he was on his way to Silicon Valley and was an entrepreneur, had just started his business March 23rd of 2020. And from that presentation, he motivated, we had about 600 members at that time. He motivated the members so much that that's what we always, we, we, we led from that lens, right? So that the expectation is not for you to get, just get this job. Or just get the promotion. So we have, from the beginning, been on you know multiple incomes, passion projects turned turn into side hustles, side hustles turn into businesses, and so with that we have been. So we have had multiple presentations focused around business development, um, <clears throat> how to set up your business, uh, what how to get into the mind the mindset of an entrepreneur and not the mindset of a W two employee. That's very important um so but what do people want people want to figure out well what can i do to make money (laughs) you know what can i do yeah you You think about that
4: every day you want to have your you want to be doing something you're passionate about but something also that's going to stabilize your life you know like we work for so many years in the united states you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. My grandfather is excited because he retired when he was 55 and now he's 81 and he's had like this 20 plus years of, mm. of retirement. He's like, so excited. He, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I, I I'm glad he's excited, but I think it's terrible. The fact that we have to put so much, so many years in before we can actually enjoy life.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, so Liz, they need everything. And then it's, I didn't say about the other thing. I know we've been going a while. I don't know. But the other piece is Clubhouse. Okay. So I get on Clubhouse and I decide, because one of the things that I want to do in, in in our group career mentor days that I have not been able to do successfully is find mentors and mentees connect mentors and mentees. So I start the group on I'm sorry the, the club on Clubhouse uh, Career Mentor Days D A Z again. You know we're all in a days, but we still can come together and we can support one another. So the group has just exploded. Like I, <laughs> we have 1,500 members now in the group, and. I am connecting, you know, like job seekers with mentors, like real heavy hitters have contacted me and said, I want to mentor people. I'm talking about like real heavy hitters. Uh, So that has just like opened another door up for us where we're, you know, we're helping people get access that, you know, one of the goals of us is, you know, increase access. Uh, Then. In terms of the uh, entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs on Clubhouse kept coming into my rooms, taking over my job seeker rooms because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and I love it. So now starting the second week of March, I'm going to start hosting rooms within career mentor days on Clubhouse designed for the entrepreneur and the solopreneur uh, to tackle the issues that they have so that they can um, that they can grow their businesses successfully. So we are, we're doing a lot. But the one thing that I love more than anything is that we are showing people that no matter who you are or no matter where you are on your job search or your career search journey, you can help someone else. Like Mildred helping us while she's unemployed. Right. And then getting a job. So no matter where you are, you can pour into someone else. And the people who have been pouring into our members have reported that they are feeling fulfilled. You know, so we got a lot
2: going on. That is so awesome. Your story is so inspirational and I, I really am honored and i, I feel like holly agrees with me I, i'm too. very humbled by this it's conversation just, It's has been a honestly, very humbling yeah. and inspirational conversation because just seeing everything that you've done and accomplished and how much you pour into others and i think a lot of what i've learned um just from networking with people on linkedin over the past years the more that you pour out into others the more that you will be fulfilled because you're you're growing into your purpose and walking in your purpose really strongly. So I appreciate you showing that as an example. And you're definitely one of the original people that I saw on the tin that I was super inspired by. So I appreciate that as well. So I want to be cognizant of your time and respectful of your time. We just want to wrap up. It's like a last question, which would be Is there anything that you're doing as far as Corona Days Professional Development Group? Anything that we haven't spoken on? Anything that you want to just let people know, let people know where to find you, or anything that um, would be helpful for our listeners to be aware of?
3: Ah, the only thing, well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. I really our appreciate pleasure. it. Any yes, chance
4: to been great. You know... I, I just looked at the clock, I was like, Wow, it's already been. <laughs> Yeah, we could talk uh, for
2: another hour. She is so amazing. Yeah, I know.
4: <laughs> um, to come no, back I, again so we can yes. keep talking. And I'm kicking Joe out of the next one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead and just,
2: just go ahead and put that on your schedule. It's, you it's girls' day. It. Excuse us. It's a done deal. It's a done <laughs> deal. It's <a laughs> <deal>. not <Don't> even <laughs> worry about Poor Joe. Yeah, he's all right. He'll be okay. He's a tough cookie. He can handle it. Yeah, he's got it. He's good.
3: Yeah. No, the only thing I want uh, people to know is that
4: if if you
3: want to be a mentor to someone, if you ever felt that pull, reach out to me. If you need a mentor, whether it is, and we have mentors for career, professional development, you know, career development, uh, life, life, financial, uh, health, and even um, business. You know, so if you, if you fall into any one of those categories, reach out and you can catch me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Danette Edwards that I found out there thus far spelled. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the only one I think. And then on IG, my social tap is there and you can complete a mentor inquiry form or a mentee inquiry form. And on IG, we're Corona,
2: D-A-Z-E-P-D.
3: Yeah, that's it. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you. So there you have it. Danette Edwards, founder of Corona Days Professional Development Group. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey,
0: everybody, we hope you enjoyed that episode of the Edup Experience. To learn more about the Edup Experience, please visit our website at www.edupexperience.com. And subscribe to our email list. Please share this podcast, head over to Apple, and please give us a rating and review. We appreciate your feedback. And of course, subscribe to the Edup Experience so you're notified when our episodes drop. Here at the Edup Experience, our goal is to make education your business. Thanks for listening.